Hello and welcome to the Carolina Snowflakes podcast, where two Southerners come to terms with their liberal snowflake tendencies. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jason. And we're here with this week's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. This one's called Jesus Rode a Dinosaur. <laughs> and then in parentheses, it says, and so did we. Woohoo! <laughs> Which is an awesome title. And I would like to explain kind of why we're calling it that right yeah, off the get-go. Please, please do. Um, because there are people who believe, uh, they call Bible literalists. Mm-hmm. Bi- Bible literalists. Bible literalists. Say that five times fast. Yeah, give that one a go. Um, fundamentalist Christians who believe that the universe is somewhere around ten to 6,000 years old, roughly in that range. Ish. Yeah, yes. give or take, depending on which one you, you talk to. Mm-hmm. And because of that, there isn't enough time for dinosaurs to exist and go distinct. So... Clearly, there had to have been dinosaurs uh, in biblical times. Right. They didn't. Yeah. I mean, because if you're talking extinction, you're talking millions of years. But if if the world's only 6,000 years old, then obviously Mm -hmm. people and dinos must have been hanging out together. Yeah. And it's hard to argue with that kind of logic. It makes sense to me, (laughs) really. Well, to give you an idea of like just something that they would write in their paper, here's something that on a, a fundamentalist Bible literalist website that I found. Um, just stating this, just like it's written like a news article, <laughs> which is what crazy people do. And it says, Jesus and his disciples walked with the dinosaurs 2,000 years ago, and the earth and the universe are only 10,000 years old. Independent scientists funded by the Christian Neocon Church of Kentucky have also discovered that Adam and Eve wore fashionable garments given by God. This goes against the grain of the popular belief that they wore leaves over their genitalia in the Garden of Eden. So we were lied to? <laughs> These are just some of the myriad of facts which have now been discovered to be true by scientists working in tandem with archaeologists all over America. Wait. Perf- yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, yeah. So I'm hung up on these fashionable clothes. Yeah. God hooked them up. What fashion? I don't know. Where Are we talking like... High-end name brand. They like white sheets, so I imagine they were like really high thread couch sheets that they just sort of wore like like togas. Toga sheets. Isn't that what Jesus is usually sporting? Oh, yeah, and sandals. Yeah. Were they like expensive sandals? Yeah, they were probably like name brand. They probably had like Cartier watches and shit. (laughs) And archaeologists are backing this up. Yeah, for sure. It's facts. (laughs) Now listen to this. Professor Alan Johnson from the University of Mobile, Alabama says... God wrote in the Bible that he created humans and dinosaurs on the same day. Jesus walked and talked with dinosaurs. He even had one as a pet sometimes, an Agiliosaurus, which he kept in his carpentry workshop. We have eyewitness accounts and scientific evidence about this, folks, and it's all in the Bible. Whoa. (laughs) Hold up. Uh (laughs) Wait a minute. Okay. He had a pet, Algeriasaurus. No, we're going back. So this man Mm -hmm. who said this Mm -hmm. is a professor Mm -hmm. at a college. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he said that God wrote the Bible. Yep. And that God wrote in the Bible Mm -hmm. that... He created dinosaurs and people at the same time. Mm -hmm. And Jesus kept his dino in the shop. (laughs) He had to have. In his carpentry workshop. Because where else would you keep it? I'm, wow. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's incredible, isn't it? Yes. 
Well, what's what I find really funny too is there's actually <laughs> I hate to pull like a well actually little nerd thing here, but I'm going well actually yeah. Uh, in Hebrew, the word or in Greek and Hebrew, the word that was used to describe what Jesus's profession was was more properly translated to home builder instead of uh, carpenter. Carpenter's kind of the word the King James version of the Bible went with, but actually it's probably closer to. Uh, Home builder, which in the Middle East at that time would have been more of a stonemason than a carpenter. Um, but see, this guy doesn't even know that because he doesn't know anything. But what does that have to do with his dinosaur? Well, if he did, if he was kind of keeping his carpentry workshop, that's pretty safe. But in a stone quarry, you can't have your dinosaur running around a stone quarry. It could get injured. Right. A rock could fall and right. crush it. But if it's in a carpentry workshop, like this guy says, then it's then probably it running around. Probably pretty safe. Eating Maybe the get termites. Some splinters in its. Get a splinter in its, in its paw. Foot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. <laughs> they would have to. They would have to mention the dinosaur with a splinter in its paw in the Bible. Jesus would have to I'm remove sure that guy the splinter. Said that he did. Yeah. So <laughs> there are people who really genuinely believe this, and there's a guy that created a museum to this concept of dinosaurs and people being existing at the same time. His name is Ken Ham. He's Australian. I didn't know he was Australian. He is. Hmm. And he opened a creation museum in Petersburg, Kentucky on May 28th, 2007. Yeah. Um, I remember like when it opened or shortly after like reading an article about it. Yeah. And so he really does push this stuff and he has a whole museum dedicated to showing dinosaurs and people living together and here's another interesting thing since we know that dinosaurs are evolutionary closer to birds they they reject that whole thing and they say well because the bible says the that he made birds before he made the things that live on the land yeah clearly he had to have made the dinosaurs at the same time as people oh so we're Mm -hmm. closer to dinos in their world right or dinos are closer to us. Than birds. Right. Uh-huh. So the whole them being from birds is just like they hate that idea. So all their dinosaurs are very scaly. They don't have uh, feathers like some of the more scientific uh, <laughs> dinosaurs have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, this is where it gets kind of dark. Ham believes that abortion, same-sex marriage, homosexuality, and being transgendered are sinful. Of course, yes. And that Christians should take back the rainbow, which is like the, the weirdest, like, off-brand Skittles slogan <laughs> I've ever heard. Take back the rainbow. <laughs> and he makes uh, employees at the Ark Encounter, which is another thing he has that he opened in 2016. The Ark Encounter. Yeah, it's also in Kentucky, and it is a, a giant recreation of Noah's Ark that you oh. can walk around. And if you get uh, if you get a job there, you have to sign a statement saying that you view homosexuality as a sin. Hmm. So, you know, he's kind of a douchebag. So that matters for your employment. I see why it's in Kentucky. Uh Uh-huh. That's the only place you can get away with that. It makes sense. Where you have a certain poodle head man as your representative. (laughs) And also the other one, Uh turtle. And a turtle. And a turtle. Raw. So, uh... Poodle head, it took me a minute. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's Rand Paul. Yeah, for anyone I, it took you. me a minute. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Marsh, a designer from Universal Studios who worked on the Jaws and King Kong rides, was the lead designer at, on the exhibits at the Christian Museum. So you can at least be assured that the quality of the dinosaurs is pretty good. Yeah. It looks as you, good as King Kong or Jaws does. Do you think this guy, like... He did it for th- the money. Yeah, but do you think he was, like... You want me to do what? <laughs> Jesus on a dinosaur, huh? Uh, 
All right. I mean, that's as crazy as Jaws or King Kong. Like, I could do that. I can do Jesus on a dinosaur. I guess well, that's probably what he movies. thinks. those were movies. Yeah. Well, whatever. He gets paid the same either way, I figure. Yeah, wow. Hmm. And he might have an internal reward in heaven. That's true. So it was totally worth it. Jesus will be like, you got it right, kid. Yeah. And <laughs> stick around at the end of the episode. I will have some uh, one-star reviews of the Creation Museum. Fun. Yeah, so that'll be our bonus bit this episode. You're going to want to stick around for that one. So when you hear about people believing these types of things, you may be wondering to yourself, how did they get here? Yeah. Why are they believing these things? (laughs) And as it turns out, uh, some of this stuff is actually being taught in schools. What? (laughs) In what fucking schools? Um, Well, it's... Usually private schools, and here in North Carolina, it would be the private schools that are receiving something called Opportunity Scholarship Program Funds, or OSP funds. Okay. So in 2014, here in North Carolina, the Republicans started this thing called Opportunity Scholarship Program, which is basically public, i.e. taxpayer dollars, being used like vouchers for lower income families to send their kids to private schools. So in theory, it kind of sounds nice, but I, if I know Republicans, they don't like giving things away for no reason. <laughs> yeah. They've got to get something out of it. There's an agenda. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is not a slam on all private schools. This is just, a, there's a select few. Mm-hmm. In North Carolina, there are about 750 private schools like k through 12 across the state okay that's a lot yeah and about 65 percent of those are religion based Uh private schools and then of those about 75 percent are getting osp funds and they're not just religion based they're conservative evangelical Uh type schools where they're teaching a, quote, biblical worldview. Yeah, like Jesus on dinosaurs? Yes, Mm -hmm. like the young earth creationism, 6,000 to 10,000 years old earth. It doesn't seem like my tax dollars should go to pay for somebody to learn something like that. Yeah, you wouldn't think so, right? All you need is the internet to see those crazy people or take them to the museum. Yeah, yeah, just just take them on over. Mm -hmm. They also teach things like um, they teach Genesis literally. Yeah. So the the Earth was created in six days, and yeah. it's only you know six thousand years old, etc. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because um, that's ridiculous. What about like radiology? But I guess they don't. Doesn't they, matter. They don't care about any of that. And much like our dude um, Ken Ham, most of these schools are also anti LGBTQ. Yeah. And in many cases, they're open about it. If you go to their websites yeah. and read their mission statements and and their goals, though, they're pretty blatant about I, what they will and will not allow at their school, including students being gay, their parents, yeah. siblings, etc. If there's any kind of connection to a possible homosexual, yeah, they can't come. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow, like imagine. <laughs> Imagine sending your kid to school and having him come home and be like, did you know Jesus rode a raptor? <laughs> well, the thing is, is that, I mean, the parents are sending them, so they must be on board with it. And two dudes banging? 
It's totally horrible. The awfulest thing the, ever. The worst thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Jesus is going to come down on his raptor and kick your ass if you do that. So when you're, if you if you get bored <laughs> sometimes <laughs> and you want to go look at um, private schools' websites, the religion-based mm-hmm. ones, if you see specifically the term biblical worldview, yeah, that's code essentially for mm. we teach these types of things. Right. And so, okay, it's a school. They've got to have textbooks. Now, there are two primary presses that produce the textbooks used in these schools. Uh One is the Pensacola Christian College, (laughs) Uh their press. I'm familiar. And the other is the Bob Jones University. Oh, I'm very familiar. Their press. And those two are really the, the crux of textbooks for these for these schools. Of course they are. Now, the textbooks that they produce are significantly different yeah. than the textbooks you're going to find in oh, like yeah. regular um, public schools. I'm sure. With some notable differences, particularly in history and science. <laughs> oh, yeah. For example, from one of the books from the Pensacola Christian Press, mm-hmm. they produce a 11th grade U.S. history book. I'm sure you remember <laughs> taking that class in your 11th grade. I do. I learned about the different branches. Right. But you go to one of these schools... This is an example of what you're going to learn. They teach that the Great Flood mm-hmm. and Noah's Ark are how the first people crossed into what is now North America. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Cool. What, it floated him over there with like Elian Gonzalez? Yes. Hanging off of tires floated and floated in the Ark <laughs> and got here. All in the Ark? Congratulations. Apparently, I guess. Yeah. Huh. Another example would be... The curriculum credits God for helping the English to take victory over the Spanish Armada <laughs> in the 1500s. Yeah, well, well, it was God. And generally speaking, like overall in these curriculums, it's the white Protestant conservative mm-hmm. who is portrayed as the good guy yeah. or the hero and anything else or anyone else is less than. Yeah, that's the whole sort of scam, right? Yes. Yeah. And one other well-known example um, taught in these books would be the Civil War. <laughs> um, oh, I wonder what they have to say about that. Basically, they say that the Civil War was a matter of states' rights. Mm-hmm. And some won't even call it the Civil War. Well, what do they call it? They call it the war between states. The war between states. <laughs> or... Basically sympathizing to the Confederacy and the lost cause myth. Yeah, that's so crazy because I mean, it's like, but what does the term civil war have to do with, I guess, because the word civil, they're like, no, right. it was not. They were heathens. Right. Yeah. Ridiculous. In that same 11th grade history book, <laughs> they there's a line I read where they introduce the anti-apartheid leader Nelson Mandela mm-hmm. as, quote, the communist sympathizer, Nelson Mandela. <laughs> communist sympathizer. He's not a communist, but he has some sympathies. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. And as you said, like, I mean, this is all messed up enough as it is, but like these vouchers are going to send children to these schools. That is and crazy. And they're taxpayer dollars. That's so crazy. My taxes, 
your taxes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry to sound like a libertarian here, but my taxes. <laughs> like, should not be paying for no, that shit. Should not be paying to send children to a school where this is taught. Yeah. It's nuts. It's crazy. We live in a really ass backwards world. So in 2020, or for the 2020-2021 school year, eight of the 10 top-funded, i.e. (laughs) taxpayer-funded, private schools taught or are teaching biblical worldview curriculums. Pensacola Christian College Press confirmed that all eight use textbooks that they publish. Wow. Another thing that you can do that I did is you can go to the website for the Pensacola Press, Uh and you can actually search. You can look up your zip code and search oh what like what schools are using around those around you oh shit that's are m- using their textbooks you know what that is that's open source intelligence oh yeah you're right that you just did good good point if you want to know more about that listen to last week's episode <laughs> shameless plug mm-hmm. so i did it i went to abaca.com that's the name of their press forward slash find a school And I looked up our zip code, and there are six schools within 30 miles of us that use textbooks from their press. That explains why everyone around here is so dumb. No shit. (laughs) And here's the other thing. So the textbooks that are used in these private schools are not monitored. There's no, like, oversight. Yeah, they just buy them. Yeah, there's no board to say this is what we should be using to teach our children. And it's like a standardized type. No, it's just a bunch of white men just deciding. When it comes to the private schools in general, what I read was, and it makes sense, they the only thing that they teach that's standardized would be math and English. Those are the two cores that they have to meet certain state requirements. Yeah, and I guess it's it's harder to spin those in a way like there's really much you can do. I'm sure they probably could if they wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> um but two plus two equals Jesus. History and science are totally up for whatever. Jesus is just it's a, it's a verb, a noun, an adjective, an adverb. It's all the parts of speech and a participle. So for the 2020 2020 to 2021 school year, the OSP provided $61.5 million to 16,000 students in North Carolina. Wow. Yeah. (sighs) $61.5 million taxpayer dollars went to kids to go to private school. And our representative is Madison Cawthorn, and he ain't going to do nothing to fix that. Oh, no. He, well, he's he loves useless. it. <laughs> he's useless. Yeah. And the other thing is, is that this demand for the OSP is growing exponentially. I'm sure. Now, we learned a lot about exponential growth during the last year and a half of our pandemic. <laughs> yeah, and people don't understand exponential growth. <laughs> well, I'm trying, I'm telling you, the same thing is happening with this. Yeah. It's literally almost doubling year oh, after year so scary. after year. So like this year was the 60, 62 million. Last year it was like 48 million. The year before that it was like 30 million. Oh. Like, I mean, I know that's not doubling, but it's like growing yeah, it's rapidly. Yeah, really scary. Yeah. Now, opponents 
<laughs> to the OSP mm-hmm. say that private schools are receiving taxpayer dollars <laughs> yeah. and thus should be held accountable for what they teach. Yeah. And that in particular, the anti-science quote, biblical worldview, remember that's the key word, Mm -hmm. look for that, basically fails to prepare students for 21st century colleges and careers. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Well, it's what I find interesting about that is where I work, we do a lot of uh, work for um, Christian colleges. And the phrase they use a lot in the college is Christ-centered education or education centered on Christ. Yes. That's the verbiage they use in colleges. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bet you a lot of these little colleges get these same kids. Like you go to that school and then you end up going to one of these little Christian colleges. I bet they do. That has a Christ-centered education. I bet they do. Um, which to me, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Right. Um, no, I think you're probably right. I'm sure if they make their way from K through 12 through one of these evangelical schools that mm-hmm. if they do end up going to college, it's probably to one of these small yeah. private There's a large Christian network schools. of them and they are good business if you end up doing work for them. Now, I do want to point out or just make it clear that like this is not all private schools. And it's not well, yeah. all religion-based private schools. Right. This is just a, a section of yeah. the religion-based. It's the evangelicals, basically. Right. Yeah. Because there are a lot of religion-based mm-hmm. private schools that are not teaching th- right. this. Right, exactly. They are teaching that evolution happened. Yeah. I don't know how they do that and also do Bible stuff, but apparently they do. They can find a way. They Where there's a will, I yeah. guess. <laughs> There is a the, way. Well, I would say it's it's just a small piece of the pie, but it's a big, shitty, rotten piece. Well, in 2020, North Carolina lawmakers, Republicans, mm-hmm. raised the income eligibility limit and removed a cap on the number of vouchers given to kindergarten and first graders. Yeah, get them young. So at the moment, each voucher is worth $4,200. Hmm. To qualify, a family of four must make less than $72,700 a year. Hmm. So not super poor. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you're making 70-something thousand, that's not too bad. I mean, it's not great. Right, for four. Right now, the North Carolina Senate is looking to increase both dollar figures to $5,850 per voucher and an income max of $85,000 per year. As someone who doesn't have kids, I'm starting to resent all the uh, people who do getting all this free shit. (laughs) Free shit. Yeah. Send your kids to school. And just so to give some perspective, I went and looked up a few like prices. How Mm -hmm. much does it cost to send a kid to to one of them schools? Probably a lot. Uh, actually, I mean, it's not, I mean, I don't have the money for it, but like, it wasn't as much as I thought it might be. So for the few, the handful around here near us, it's anywhere from like $6,000 a year to $10,000 a year. Wow. So if you're getting one of the lower end ones, the six grand, and then you get a $4,200 voucher. Mm Mm-hmm. That's only what eighteen hundred bucks you got to fork over for the whole year for your kid to go to a private school. Yeah, that's not too bad. That's not so bad. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, and in addition, um, the the North Carolina House is supporting not only those measures to up the limits and the dollar values, they also want to allow individual counties to offer families an additional one thousand dollars. 
Wow. So you could get the, let's say they passed That's like the, enough money. Yeah, the 5,800. Mm-hmm. And then you get another 1,000 from your county. So you can just send your kid to that school on, every, on our dime. Yeah, for free. Oh. And they'll learn about Jesus riding a raptor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's happening currently. That's so fucked up. Yeah, it's a thing. Now, uh, the, the, it has been sued. There have Good. been some lawsuits. Good. Um, the first one was in 2015, um, where a case made its way all the way to the North Carolina Supreme Court. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, the Chief Justice, uh, Mark Martin, found uh, that no part of the voucher program was problematic. What? He said that it did not violate the Constitution in any way and thus was not problematic. Um. So, <laughs> yeah, so it continues. So the only thing, hold on. So the only thing that's a problem is something that violates the Constitution. I guess in his world, he's the judge, so he ruled. Now, there was also another another lawsuit has been brought, I want to say last year, but it's still in its, you know, it's still in limbo, Mm -hmm. working its way through the system. I mean, there are people that are trying to change this or stop this. Yeah. But in the meantime, it's happening. I mean, all you would have to do, in theory, in my mind, all you'd have to do to fix it is just make the schools have to be accredited and hold up to some kind of standards, and then then it's fine. Yeah. That's all you'd have to do to solve the problem. Right. Is that the vouchers are only good at schools that are accredited through whatever agency we want to do that. There, there are these freedom of education groups here in North Carolina that are rabid. Yeah. That are fighting that. It's so crazy because- They want because the freedom to teach- Freedom to teach our children what we see fit. Yeah, which is ridiculous because education has never worked that way. <laughs> the, the whole point of education is that it's been, you know, filtered through time and people that know more than you to be optimal. Well, they don't believe that. Yeah, I know because it's because they don't think now because they were taught by morons. I went and I looked specifically at two local to us schools, uh-huh. private schools that are the f- that that get books from uh-huh. <laughs> from the Pensacola folks. Yeah. Um one is the Temple Baptist School in Asheville. Okay. They earn just from the OSP upwards of half a million dollars a year. Wow. Half a million dollars of taxpayer money to to send kids to school there. And and yet when you go to church God still needs money. Well, they always need money. Why? Well, yeah, <laughs> they what is that? Need money. I don't I don't know. Well, for the temple folks, I went and looked at their application process. Mm-hmm. It's pretty invasive. Yeah. They ask a lot of questions about like the kid that I found questionable. And then towards the bottom is all the fine print and like what you're agreeing to. Mm-hmm. And what stood out to me was in one part, you're agreeing to the punishment of your child, including corporal punishment if deemed necessary. <laughs> nice. Because they were like, we will beat your we'll kid. We'll beat your kid, yeah, uh-huh. cool. And then it also says, and this is a quote from the application, I pledge to separate my child from carnal movies and TV programs, <laughs> rock music, dancing, and world literature. World literature, wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. What? What is? First of all, what is world literature? I don't know. And second of all- I don't- 
I think maybe worldly literature. Yeah, like, like does that secular? mean like yeah, like you can't read the Communist Manifesto because it might make you realize that this whole shit is retarded. Yeah, like yeah, wow. And dancing and rock music. Is this Footloose? Uh, yeah, it's Footloose. <laughs> is Kevin Bacon going to show up? Yeah, that's bizarre. Start dancing around Asheville? That's bizarre. Yeah, so that school exists and it's in, it's in Asheville. That's crazy. And okay. I believe this year, it was either this school year or last, I think it was this school year, they've got 90 kids who are receiving the OSP funds. Wow. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Yeah. Then I went and looked at a school that's a little bit closer to us. And I'm just going to refer to it as HCA. If you know where we live, then you know what this school is. Mm -hmm. I don't really want to say the full name because it'll be a little obvious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is from their website in, in, in terms of what they believe and how they choose students. Quote, HCA is a religious institution providing an education in a distinct Christian environment. We believe that our biblical role is to work in conjunction with parents to mold students to be Christ-like. On those occasions in which the atmosphere or conduct within a particular home is counter to or in opposition to the biblical lifestyle that school teaches, the school reserves the right within its sole discretion to refuse admission of an applicant or to discontinue enrollment of a student. Mm. This includes, but is not necessarily limited to, living in condoning or supporting sexual immorality, (laughs) practicing homosexual lifestyle, or alternative gender identity. Okay. Promoting such practices or otherwise having the inability to support the moral principles of the school. And then they they reference Leviticus 2013a, Romans 127, and Matthew 19, 4 through 6. Mm Mm-hmm. In keeping with biblical lifestyle standards stated in the Family School Covenant, HCA does not permit enrollment for the following. Students who are married, pregnant, or have children. (laughs) If a student causes a pregnancy or becomes pregnant while attending HCA, he or she may not be permitted to continue enrollment. (laughs) Students who are homosexual exhibit homosexual behavior or support homosexuality. Wow. Students with a transgender slash gender identity lifestyle or support such a lifestyle. God bestows gender upon each person as male or female to reflect his image. And HCA will only recognize a student's biological gender. Okay. Students of a parent who is or are a registered sex offender. Enrollment is not on a first come first serve basis, but is considered according to each family's Christian commitment and long term term intention to educate their child or children at HCA. Yeah, so they will basically not let you in for anything that they yeah, don't like. Yeah, and I this just is a that's just a section of it. It goes on to be like you have to attend attend church every Sunday. Uh-huh. You have to have at least one parent who has you know, been saved and profess their love for Jesus. <laughs> like they have very Your strange family has to be right. Yes. That's so crazy. And this school currently has 28 students who are receiving OSP funding. Wow. My tax dollars are paying for 28 kids to go to that school. That's so, this is infuriating. How is this 
legal. I don't know. It's infuriating. And of course, in the in the bigger picture of like North Carolina and just public education in general, the the same argument can be made against these schools that's currently made against charter schools. Yeah. That they're taking money away from public schooling mm-hmm. whereby people who are oppressed, people of color, etc., are already marginalized yep. and suffering uh-huh. in public schools due to lack of funding. Mm-hmm. And here's this taking more away. Yeah, to give it to already privileged white kids to learn that shit. Yeah, I went and looked at another one. I think it was like Haw, Haw River Christian something or other towards the eastern part of the state, I think. I went and looked at their Facebook page and they had all kinds of like candid snapshots of stuff the kids were doing and playing and outdoors and stuff. I honestly saw like two not white kids. Yeah. In the whole group. Yeah, and those are those are worth their weight in gold to those people. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, so this is happening. It's terrible. And the, this is how <laughs> these schools are part of why you have the people like Ken Ham and all the folks going to visit these amusement parks or whatever and believing mm-hmm. that that is real. It's pretty that horrible. Jesus rode a raptor. Rode a dinosaur. Well, that would be fun. I'd love to ride a dinosaur. I mean, I would too. Absolutely. But no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, you know, I found some... Uh, more great Bible facts that <laughs> that Ooh. actually would be taught in conjunction with these schools. Now, granted, probably all of them don't teach all of these, but these are some of the things I found on some Bible literalist uh, websites. Ugh. They're really great little Bible facts. So Jesus had pale white skin with blonde hair and blue eyes, and this endeared him to his pet Algeriosaurus. No. So, <laughs> so, no. so he was, wait. He, yeah, wait, 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 there's wait, a wait. lot going on there. Okay. Uh-huh. First of all, no. Yeah, that and he would be second, pale with blonde right, hair and blue no. eyes. And then second of all, how do they know that it endeared him to his pet dinosaur? Did the dinosaur see in color? Could it Apparently the dinosaur was like a into, Nazi. Into some Aryan. Yeah, it was yeah, a Nazi. It was, it was a was Nazi just, dino. It was basically like I <laughs> I very much like your skin to be white. <laughs> to be white. Here's another one. There's evidence to suggest that Jesus and his disciples had mullet haircuts. So <laughs> what? So they were rocking mullets, in case you didn't know. I mean, I could maybe believe that. Yeah. The disciples of the Messiah would often travel on the backs of large flying dinosaurs, similar to the something I can't say. Like a pterodactyl? Yeah. On their way to the Sea of Galilee. The large flying reptile pterosaurs are also mentioned from the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ himself when speaking to Nicodemus, John 3.14. Um, I'm familiar with John 3.16. John 3.14 apparently is the one about Jesus flying on a pterodactyl. How do we not reference that yeah, it's, one? Yeah, it's right there. Next to it. Yeah. I don't think that's what John 3.14 says, by the way. We'll have to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> it says, Noah's Ark carried away many dinosaurs, including the Tyrannosaurus rex and the Brachiosaurus, as well as tiny insects and bugs. So that's convenient. Well, there was a T-Rex. quaint. There was a T-Rex on the Noah's Ark, which you'd think would have ate everything else. I was going to say, how'd they keep everything else alive? I don't know, but getting to violent dinosaurs, here's another fact for you. Adam saved Eve from being eaten by a Carniotosaurus one day and was rewarded with intercourse. This is how the human race initially multiplied. What? <laughs> yeah. What? So it's like, a, it's, it's kind of no, like he, a rapey Harrison Ford scene. Like he rescues you and then you have to breed with him. Oh, God. And that's where 
That's where and this is humans came from. This is a literalist translation mm-hmm. or Bible fact. Yeah, these like yeah, this is from a website that was Bible literalists and things that they believe in articles for them, and then it was like here's some interesting facts. Neat about the Bible. Hmm. Yeah, that's just how it's worded. Like interesting facts about the Bible. Like one of those yeah. shitty top ten lists that. Yeah, you, and you're like, let me look. Uh huh. And then um, the last one I'm going to do here is that. Um, only Americans who believe in Jesus walking with the dinosaurs will be taken up to be with him and all of his friends in heaven when the rapture comes. Oh. Yeah. So oh. if you want to go to heaven, you got to believe that Jesus rode a dinosaur. Well, obviously we're going because we did a whole episode about it. Yeah. If anybody has really covered this yeah. topic extensively, it's us. We're set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and lastly, to wrap everything up, I promised it earlier and I'm going to do some one-star reviews of the Creation Museum in Petersburg, Kentucky. So we have some one-star reviews. <laughs> so this lady just visited today, the 9th of May, 2021. Kentucky still has a mask mandate for indoor public places. Disappointingly, most employees were unmasked, including the one who was ushering and narrating the instructions to the guests as they entered the 4D theater, where they neither skipped rows nor enforced the mask mandate. They only ask visitors within each row to skip one seat between groups. Once seated, the distance between my masked face and the uncovered faces of my neighbors of all four directions was about four feet. And the museum staff seems to be completely fine with that. As Christians, we should abide by these laws and ordinance set by the authorities. I'm so confused. They didn't seem to be implementing any sort of reduced capacity limit at this time. Most guests were not wearing masks. Had I known this, we would have not visited. So let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you're totally cool with the content being shown to you in this establishment. Yes. Uh huh. She's fine with all that. And going on a 4D ride to tell you about dinosaurs and Jesus. Right. That's fine. That's great. But that don't give cool. me coronavirus while we're but doing it. How dare they mm-hmm. not abide by COVID precautions? Yeah. What? And she's very upset about it. And had she known, she would not have attended. <laughs> but she didn't say how good the ride was, which I kind of yeah, wanted to know. Yeah, disappointing. Well, how was it, lady? Yeah, I don't know. She, she should have put that in a review. So another review said, I was appalled to see that the employees and visitors of the Creation Museum were not wearing masks to pre- prevent the spread of COVID. Masks are an expression of love thy neighbor as taught in the Bible. Such hypocrisy. This is my favorite part. It would be like Noah telling God he wasn't going to build the ark because it interfered with his right to choose what he wants to do. <laughs> <laughs> Biblical burn. <laughs> no, God, I'm not going to build that big ass boat. I got better plans and freedom. You can't tell me what to do. Yeah, I found that to be an awesome self biblical so burn. That's a second one. Uh huh. So confused. Believe it or not, I scrolled through a lot of one star reviews, and there was the usual ones of people being like, "I just went there to laugh at creationists, and it's pretty damn funny." But don't ever go to this place. But most of them were actual Christian people who were upset about the masks. Hmm. That's the majority of it. Well, I'm glad that they are observing COVID precautions <laughs> and taking it seriously. I'm yeah. glad for that. Um, it's it's shocking and but interesting. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. The other part. <laughs> you there was there's was quite a lot of that in the one star oh. reviews. There was oh. like eight thousand reviews of this place, and most of them were obviously four and five stars because only people who go there are going to do that. But right. there was some. You know, lower. I I did at one point look into getting tickets. Yeah, they're uh like fifty bucks a piece. Yeah. 
It's crazy. Yeah. It's way too much money. Yeah. And they say you can pay $35 to park whether or not you go in or not. Like just mm-hmm. to like drive on the road is 35 just bucks. Just to exist there, Yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. So it's like one of those theme parks where they trap you. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Water's eight bucks. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. But that's how they can, you know, they have to afford to be able to keep their dinosaurs around. They have a statue of a like a stegosaurus with a saddle on it that little kids take their pictures on. I think I've seen that. If you Google the Creation Museum, mm-hmm. it's one of the first things that'll pop up. I want to sit on the stegosaurus. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ride a stegosaurus <laughs> with a it. saddle on it. Yeah. So that does it for this week's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. Like dinosaurs, we're prehistoric. Woo. Yeah. Wait, are you saying we're old? Yeah. Or that our episode's over. They're fossil- it's history. Fossilized. Yeah. This one's in the can. This one's fossilized for Woo. the future. So um, for all of our lovely fans out there, we hope this this fossil hits you. And makes you realize that your tax dollars shouldn't be paying for kids to learn this stupid shit. If you liked this episode and it was something you wanted to hear more of us ripping apart things like creation museums, you can find those on our website. Carolinasnowflakes.com And if you want to mingle with other people and talk about which dinosaurs you would have rode in the biblical times, you can do that on our Facebook Facebook.com forward slash Carolina Snowflakes. And if you've got a dinosaur, I really want to see it. Send me an email so we can have a private meeting, and I would love to hang out with the dinosaur. But only if he can ride it. Only if I can ride it. Carolina Snowflakes at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.